In this installment of The Grind of Find, C-Suite executive Emily Sanders shares the many facets of adapting, evolving, thriving, and maintaining your sanity along the way, right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Grind to Find. Tarol and Michelle here, certified spiritual mindset and wellness coach, helping high achievers find fluidity between their emotional, spiritual, and physical well-being while bridging the gap between who they are in service and who they were designated to be by our creator. Now, you know, Emily Sander is here in the studio with me, and uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, this here is my sister from another mister. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, I felt like I had known Emily uh, forever, like we had met before. Uh, we had a conversation briefly before we were able to record this interview, but I'm telling you, the, the depth of knowledge, the tenacity, the way in which Emily has been able to connect to the greatness that she is today and hone her skill and the many nuggets that I'm so excited for you guys to get today from this conversation, good, good stuff ahead. You know, we are all so dynamic and multifaceted in our own way, but sometimes it takes crossing paths with someone like Emily, who's able to see in individuals things that they may not see in themselves and the precision in which she's able to map out the next steps for you. And not just steps as she sees it, but she's able to connect to who each individual is and map out a process that's going to complement their gifts and their skills and works for, work for them. But listen, enough about me bragging about who she is. I'm gonna let you experience that firsthand for yourself. Right before we glide on into the conversation, it's only right for me to let you learn just a little bit more about C-suite executive and founder of Next Level Coaching, Emily Sander. Emily Sander, C-suite executive and founder of Next Level Coaching, has been in the business world for 15 years. Emily led numerous client-facing teams in rapid growth environments in addition to being a part of the testing team for the first Kindle device, building a global client management team from scratch, scaling people and processes at more established companies, and currently serving as the chief of staff for a CEO and their leadership team. When Emily realized her favorite part of each role was helping people to get to their next level, she became a coach. Through her coaching practice, Emily works with business leaders all around the world at all levels in their careers. As an ICF certified coach and author of her book, Hacking Leadership, Emily guides clients towards new perspectives that enable them to adapt and evolve as leaders. Once I learned of Emily's journey and got a taste of her enthusiasm, passion, and expertise, I wanted to know more about what it took to embrace her vision and scale that vision to what it has become today. You know... It's been said that each and every one of us are born leaders. And I don't know, for those of you listening, if you're anything like me, I, I can I can subscribe to that now. I've become one with it. But <laughs> you couldn't convince me at some stages in my life that I was meant to be a leader. Well, here today, I am so excited about having Emily Sander here with me. Emily happens to be 
just next level coaching, which is her company. She's a leadership, what I would like to call maven. Emily has done so much, not only in terms of leadership for herself, but in connecting with others. And so I'm excited to have a conversation with someone who has taken and made leadership her own and has made such an impact with what it is that she's doing. Emily, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me in TGD Studios today. How are you? I'm doing so well, Tara Lynn. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this conversation for a while now, so thank you so yes, much. Yes, yes, me too. It, 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 it has been a little bit for us to connect, but I always say that everything is in divine timing. So we're meant to be together on today. So, so listen, I, I was just leading into this when I think about... Um, how intricate it must be to be a leader in the capacity in which you lead. I mean, there's what it is that you see from your perspective and then being able to articulate and convey that to others, to be able to connect with them and to help them to not only to support you, but to bring out that next phase of leadership with them. Is this is this an ability that you always knew you had or was it a skill that had to be sharpened over the years? I, I think it's definitely a, sh- a skill that had to be sharpened. If you spoke with younger Emily, um, teenage Emily, or even early 20s Emily, much different conversation. And it was a lot of let me check in with people about what I think about myself. Mm. So, if, you know, my self-worth was very external, externally based. And if someone asked my opinion on something, I'd be like, hold on one second, let me ask five other people and I'll get back to you type of thing. And so that's come a long way, almost full circle, where now I can sit here in front of you and say, I'm grounded in who I am. I'm, I'm more grounded in what I'm about. And I can express my opinions. I can also have a dialogue with someone and take what they're offering me and choose to accept that and bring that into myself or discard that if that's not helpful. And so I think you mentioned kind of being able to connect with people and meet with meet them where they're at. And that's certainly a skill that I've developed for myself and then also for others in my leadership journey and in my career. You have said so much. <laughs> it just the oh wow, so many nuggets to glean from that. Just the part of um someone asking a question and then feeling as though we need to check in with ten or twelve other people. <laughs> so I think that that's something that a lot of people can can relate to. So so what I want to do is I want to back up just a little bit because. Um, You said so much that was interesting, but that part about really needing a lot of things outside of yourself to feel comfortable or to feel um, connected to Emily. Tell me what it was like for you before you came to the space of knowing that, you know what, I'm meant to have a voice that stands alone and people follow that voice. What was Emily like before she knew about that? I always wanted to be a good person and be a good leader. That was always an aspiration. I felt like, at the end of the day, I felt like I wasn't worthy of that. That's for other people. That's what other people do. That's that's not something that I could accomplish. But I always wanted to. In my heart of hearts, in the back of my mind, if you really press me or kind of in my quiet places, I, I, would, I would be able to admit that. But it was, you know... There's so many more accomplished people. There's so many other people who are better than I am or can do this uh, well. And I, I got in that comparison trap 
and they say comparison is the thief of joy, which it certainly it certainly is and certainly can be. And so I was I really based a lot of my opinions and self-worth and choices and decisions on external factors and external people. And sometimes that's a good thing. I don't want to discard that altogether. Seeking counsel from people, sound soundboarding with people is a good exercise to go through, especially if who you're reaching out to are people you respect and admire and maybe are experts uh, in their field and so on. But giving that all away and saying, okay, I'm just, I'm not going to give any agency to myself. Uh, that's a little bit one-sided. So now it's, it's much more balanced in that I will reach out to people, my, my close family and friends, and get that wise advice and get that counsel and get those other perspectives that I might not see. But ultimately, the decision is mine. And ultimately, the choice is mine to make. And that is such a paradigm shift, and it's so empowering when you can take that for yourself. You know, yes, I'm going to be a wise person and reach out, but ultimately, it's my life. I have to lead my life, and I get to lead my life, and I get to live my life. Absolutely, and and getting to a space of um, having the courage to know that we are going to make decisions, some that are going to work out well for us, and some are not. <laughs> but at the end <laughs> of the day, for the ones that don't, I think that um, I, I can relate so much to what you're saying because getting to that space where I was okay with making a decision and maybe it not working out too well but understanding that there's a learning experience on the other side of that nobody can tell Terrellyn better than Terrellyn what works for Terrellyn because mm-hmm. no, exactly. no one really knows me they're only receiving me even someone like you say that is accomplished or someone that's successful in the space that you hope to be in. That's their success that they did on their own terms for them. They still can't tell me that what worked for them is going to work for me. And at least the mistake is mine. At least if I make a mistake, it's mine. What is there a worse feeling than, oh, I that didn't turn out the way I wanted. And it was because someone else said to do that. And so I did it. Right. And it, it wasn't. And you know what? I haven't had a time in life where I've done that. And I didn't feel when I was doing it that maybe I shouldn't do it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You kind of always know you should. You know, right. you, you know. know. So, so then there's where Emily was then. Now tell me about how did things become aligned for you where you were able to segue from what you were doing in corporate America to saying, hey, you know what? Um, maybe I'm supposed to do this thing on my own and maybe it's supposed to become next level coaching. So tell me about that. Where were you? When you decided that, okay, hey, it's time for me to maybe start considering doing this thing for me. Mm. It was a gradual process and it took years and years and years. And I was in, I had a large part of my life where I felt lost. And so I think people can, if you're driving in a car and you get lost and there's that moment where you realize you're truly lost and it's this, it's a sinking feeling. It's like, oh no, I don't know where I am. And you feel kind of untethered and, and uh, it's, it's unsettling. And so I had that uh, sensation for a long time and, you know, in, in my life in general, but also in my career where it's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be. I don't know what I want to be when I grow mm-hmm. up. And so it was working on all those levels. And after I had been at some different jobs, at some different companies in some different roles, I would look back on the experience and it's easy to it's easier to kind of box it after it's all said yeah. and done. And I said, what were the most what were my favorite things to do? And what were the most fulfilling things out of those jobs? And it was always the one on one interactions I would have with my team members, my colleagues, even sometimes my bosses, of helping them get to their next level. 
whatever that was for them at the time. It might have been an actual promotion for Jennifer. It might have been confidence in presenting um, for Christian. It might have been, you know, empowering, uh, you know, Liz to go in and, and speak up at a team meeting because her voice matters and her contribution matters. And so that kind of got me in the direction of, okay, let me move into a general direction of serving others. Yeah. And again, I can kind of rattle that off now, but that was years of, of, you know, trying different things and stopping. And a big theme in that was don't go after happiness, go after fulfillment. Mm. And happiness will be a byproduct of that. So go after purpose-driven uh, mission and the, the happy feeling will be a byproduct of that. I love that. And I, I think that that's so very important because so many of us go through life chasing happiness, which is fleeting. You know, it's it's an up and down roller coaster kind of thing. But when you're fulfilled, when you're satiated, that doesn't go away. That's always there. That's there during the good times, the bad times, the different times. It's it's the, it's a constant. It's something that's always there. And so I, I just first of all, the passion <laughs> with which you speak of this to have that space where you know and you know that you know and you're comfortable that you know. So then what must it be like? to be able to have clients that come to you. And clearly, as coaches, we can always see what they don't see. <laughs> what's it like, what's your approach when you're trying to get someone, you have a client you can see, but then now it's con it's connecting to them to get them to be open to the possibility so that eventually you can get mm. them to see. What's that like for you? But let's take a pause and have you school us on that process with your answer right after this. Had a dream that she could do it. Somehow she lost her way and didn't stick to it. She wanted the house, the cars, the money. She did all that she could. In her mind, she was so focused. Doing overtime in the diner. Just wanted someone to wine and diner. She didn't believe in herself. Even if nobody does Believe in yourself Believe in yourself Believe in yourself Even if nobody does Don't let nobody tell you that you can't when you can Don't let nobody tell you that you can when you can Don't let nobody tell you that you can't when you can With cancer, going to the doctor for some answers. They said she wouldn't make it, she couldn't take it. She did all that she could. Getting sick from the chemo, bank account started looking real low. She knew she could make it, she wouldn't take it. She believed in herself. Nobody does Believe in yourself Believe 
believe in yourself Even if nobody does Don't let nobody tell you that you can't when you can many things coming up from what you just said. So let me let me take it in pieces. First of all, speaking vision is a mark of a great leader. So a great leader can see things that are not yet realized. And so they can see that in um, you know, technology and innovation. They can see that in a person. And I had a great mentor early in my career. Um, I was, you know, entry-level worker and he sat me down and, and he, you know, showed me about the business and taught me about all these things. And he said, Emily, you realize that you could run a department one day. And at that time, that was the furthest thing from my mind. That was just not a possibility. And I kind of looked at him quizzically. But because he said it and because he was accomplished and because he was a professional, I thought, okay, like maybe I could entertain this possibility. You know, I'll throw it in the realm of, you know, possible possible things that can happen. I don't believe it, but maybe because he's saying it. And so sometimes it is um, very much what you said about a coach is that objective vantage point. So if you think about a sports coach, for instance, basketball, basketball player is playing on the court. A coach is on the sideline watching. The coach can literally see things that the player cannot, and they can see the overall game and how their skill set and how they're playing um, affects the other players and the flow of the game. And so in the same way, a coach might be able to offer an outside observation, an objective observation that just, oh, okay, I didn't know that that person was open over there, or I didn't know that's how this person was defending me, so I need to try this new this new move here. Um, in the same way, just it can be little tweaks and little fine-tuning that can just change the trajectory of someone enough uh, to get them in a good course. And sometimes it is that big aha moment or that paradigm shift or the, oh, I never thought of it like that. Or, oh, when you say it like that, Emily, yes, I can do that. Yes, I do believe that. And of course, all those moments um, are so great. And I, I coach because I feel like that's where I can contribute at my best. So when you talk about our purpose, my, my big why is... I believe our job is to put good into the world. And I believe that we're each given our unique gifting and talents and skill sets. And, um, you know, if, if everyone was, was contributing at their best, 
the world would be a better place. And so coaching is my very small way to contribute to that vision and help someone else be successful. So I get very excited. I wake up and I'm excited and enthusiastic for what I get to do that day. And then at the end of the day, when I'm going to when I'm going to bed, I feel really fulfilled and that grounded feeling where like I put good into the world and I was living in my purpose that day. So that's that's a great feeling to have. It is. And it's, it's one of those types of things. Uh, talk about a natural high. If that's a, for mm. me, it's like chasing that high over and over and over. Nothing feeds me more than seeing and knowing. But the moment my client connects and it's like, yes, <laughs> we're here now. We're, we're here. <laughs> we can do this. You know, but I, I, I can I just so I can feel your passion and enthusiasm because I feel exactly the same way. So then in your professional experience, what would you say? probably the top three things that some people may do that block them from being able to connect to their own greatness? The first one that comes to mind is they put themselves in a little box. So they say, here's what I can do. Here's what I've done in the past. And so I'm going to just stay in my little box. And you need to shatter that. You need to break that down and break those chains apart and expand your thinking because your capacity for what you think you can do now anyone listening is probably at about 40%. So what you think is the the top limit you can reach or the best thing you can achieve, that's probably about 40% of your potential and what you can do. And so the first step is unleash that. So get that open and out and big and into into the universe. Um, So so that's a big one. And uh, a lot of people are, are like, you know, I didn't go to the right school. I didn't come from the right family background. I don't have the resources. I don't have the connections. Just just you got to unleash gotta unleash your mind in, in a good direction. Um, the second one is they surround themselves with the wrong people or in a negative environment. And so if you think about uh, the analogy of soil and a seed, and if you put a perfectly good seed in dried up, you know, untended soil, it's not going to grow. It's not going to flourish. Right. Uh, so you need to, to get your environment right. And that is who are the people that you're hanging around? Are they lifting you up or are they pulling you down? Are they supportive of your goals and aspirations or are they going to make fun of you if you tell them what you're, what you're trying to yeah. do? Um, what are you watching? You know, are you on social media all day watching just frivolous, you know, junk food for the mind? Or are you spending time on things that will help you and develop you? And are you investing in yourself? So really take inventory of your environment. Who are the people you're spending time with? What are you allowing into your system? What are you watching? What are you listening to? All of those types of things. The third one, starting, just starting. There's a place for planning and being organized and certainly I'm a planner and I like to be organized I like to be thoughtful and prudent about things but at some point you've got to take that leap of faith and just jump and just go life is short take a risk put yourself out there and at some point just start so I have this quote on my on my board over here that says one day or day one yeah so is that one day is that something I do one day or is this going to be day one of when I start that? I love that I, I look so I, I listen I took notes unleash the mind yes <laughs> get all of the old junk out of there it does not matter and listen people for those watching and those listening listening on the radio this is so extremely important because more times than not we don't understand how much of how much of a block, how much we hinder ourselves by old beliefs that are actually no longer supported. 
you know, some things we hold on to because we're creatures of habit. We build up these walls and these defense mechanisms to support what once was. But if we don't watch ourselves fast forward, 10 years will be completely and totally different today than what it was 10 years ago when you came up with that belief. Yet you're still fashioning things in your life around something that's so 10 years ago. You know, we have to, we have to be careful with that, you know, and it's the same thing. We, we, uh, a lot of us have a tendency to do that in terms of relationships and things like that as well. You have a bad relationship. You remember all of the things that happened that you don't like, you'll continue to replay that. And then if you don't watch yourself, you'll look up and you're still talking about a relationship from 10 years ago. Now and people are like, well, wait, mm-hmm. you can't even remember the guy's name you're with, but you're still <laughs> talking about and, and bracing yourself for something that was in the past. So I love when you say that, just letting go of once was and just live in the moment and be open to the possibility that something could be different. I think that that's so very huge. So then now you're living in Emily's authentic existence in this world <laughs> and I'm experiencing it. So it's a good thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> so you're at this place of authenticity. You're able to support people in the way that um, you're passionate about and that's transformative for them. It's transformative for them. What would you say today that you know to be true about Emily that you didn't know five years ago, let's say? I know that I'm good at what I do. And I just, even being able to say that statement would, would be like ugh, ice cubes coming out of my mouth before, but I'm good at what I do. I'm an exceptional coach. I'm an exceptional leader. Um, I can communicate and connect with people. And I always want to get better at that and hone my craft and improve myself. But, you know, I, I am standing um, in my gifting and in my skill set, and this is how I can help people. And I think a quote that I like is the glory of God or the glory of the universe is a human being fully alive. And so in all facets of that, you know, every single area of your life, if you're fully alive, then that is that brings glory to you and to the universe, to those around you. And if you think about all your interactions you have within the day, whether that's with a family member or a close friend or even someone you're just, you know, interacting with for two seconds at the grocery store or waving at, you know, in your car or whatever, that just permeates and exudes from you. So that I know to be true. That's kind of my grounding and centering and everything else falls into place um, from that. And you know what? There are so many different facets that we all have within each and every one of our giftings. There's so many different layers. And so when you talk about being fully alive, what comes to mind is I imagine if you've seen like one of those videos that are slowed down the uh, uh, time lapse videos of like a flower unfolding, all of those different layers and knowing that each and every one of those layers have, have now because of bloom, they're all alive and they're open and Having that experience from the inside, there are so many of us who are chasing, so many people who are chasing what you're describing, getting to a space where I feel alive and I feel alive in so many different areas, like in every orifice, like every facet is popping in some type of way. There's life in like everything. And so to be able to be at a space where you, you're you connected to that But then that connection being able to be something that you're able to share with other people that may still be searching and trying to make that connection is such a glorious thing. It's such a, such a, such a huge blessing. So then when you're working with your different clients, and actually let me go because you had something here that I, I really like. I like when you talk about helping your clients focus on their highest priorities and optimizing their time. 
Priorities are so huge. And when I saw that, it reminded me, I had a devotional study that I did last night where we were talking about being present and talking about Mm -hmm. priorities. And I think this goes back to a little earlier when you were talking about you being at that space where satisfaction for Emily had everything to do with external things. Priorities are tricky because we tend to prioritize things that are outside of ourselves, but then there's no space for the development that comes from within. Because I believe that when we're aligned within, then that changes the way we see what's priority outside of us. Mm -hmm. So then I know that that has to be an interesting space for you. How do you go about getting people to see what priorities were or what things actually are priority as opposed to things that we give priority to that shouldn't even be on the list. Right, right. This reminds me of a conversation I was having a client just yesterday and she has been at the company she's at for 17 years and she's worked her way up and she's made partner and she was just telling me, Emily, I made it, but is this all there is? And she's worked 17 years for this. And she's like, is, is this it? Is this what it is? And, you know, we had, we had our sessions and, and, and talked about, you know, your value set and your priorities from when you were an intern to now, of course, have changed. Your, your life trajectory, your life circumstances have changed. And it was a process of now accepting, okay, I'm going to have to take inventory of those and realign those. And it might be changing the situation that you're in as much as possible from your internal perspective. And it might be making a decision to go in a different direction. Yeah. And in this particular case, this, this person was um, passionate about helping uh, young women in the workforce and, and getting them um, the right opportunities and getting them, uh, you know, jobs that, that don't typically encourage women to apply to. And so she's like, maybe I can go over here and do this board work and maybe I can go over here and do this volunteer work. And that really lit her up. And mm-hmm. so it is about, okay, you've got your ladder up against the wall and you're playing to a certain audience. Is that the right wall? Is that the right audience? Mm. And it might be, you're famous, you know, you're rich, you're admired, but you're admired by all the wrong people. You're admired by, by, um, by idiots. Right, that part. <laughs> um, yeah, and so it's kind of, do I have, do I, am I pointing my life at the right things? And those change. Yeah. Those legitimately change over time. You had talked about, you know, my beliefs that I had when I was younger they served me at the time. I had them for a reason. Maybe they were very appropriate back then, um, but it is a matter of, are those serving me now? Right. Are those helpful to me now? Are they getting me closer to where I want to be now? Which might just change, you know, at early career. It's, you know, when I was first had my job, it was like, I need to pay rent. I need to buy food. So I'm going to work for the money and I'll put in the hours. Like, no problem. Like, that's easy. That's straightforward. And then, you know, I did have a time, well, I'll I'll admit, I liked the prestige. I liked the titles. I liked being able to say, you know, this is, this is what I do. And, and then it it has morphed again, where, you know, my, my priority and my value is how can I serve other people? And I get that natural high from that. So it kind of is self-serving, but how can I contribute? And that's really important. I couldn't give, you know, two hoots about a title or what you call me, but am I a person of influence? Am I able to impact people? Um, And so priorities change. And I think being able to say, what are my priorities now? And listen for whose voice is saying that. So is that your parents' voice? Is that your family? Is it society? Um, Or is it yours? And so we very often hold on to, you know, beliefs and just carry them around 
like like a bag around with us, and uh, sometimes we have to set some things down and pick up new ones to figure out our priorities. Yes, yes, yes. It is so important to check in with what our priorities are to make sure that we're staying on track. We're going to take a final pause right here, but when we come back, Emily's going to close out with some nuggets that you are not going to want to miss. All right, keep it locked. Got it so good, got it so good, got it so good, got it, got it so good, got it, got it so good. Ain't got so good, got it so good, got it so good, got it, got it so good. I know my God good. Got it so good, got it so good, got it, got it so good, got it so good, got it so good. Check me out. We were made in His image, but we lost this likeness. The moment Eve said bite this, and now we spend every day fighting this, and now we spend every day searching, really trying to find our purpose. Can the media feeding us lies if we don't look a certain way? We are not perfect, nah, we are not made the same I do my own thing cause I stay on my lane See I can do that, then I'm not changing lanes Just being myself and I ain't changing a thing Yeah, true that, you already knew that A lot of self-hate but I had to get through that Now I can't help but to love myself I love myself and I ain't gotta prove that, nah We are not the same, no we are not the same We were not made to please people but we are not to blame We are not the same, no we are not the same we were not made to please people, but we are not to blame Maybe I'm a little different, I might just be a little different But what if I wanna be different, I think I like being different Maybe I'm a little different, I might just be a little different but what if I wanna be different, I think I like being different Everybody got opinions, we all know that's facts We also know that, them opinions really can't hold us back they can't hold us down If you know who you are, you know who you are Shine bright, yeah, you know you a star Be yourself, it'll set you apart Look out, think better when you see yourself Can't nobody be you better than yourself Fix yourself, you were tailor-made anyway You only meant to fix yourself, not get yourself You gotta love you in the end You gotta find you from within You ain't gotta worry about pleasing no man And you ain't gotta look like the next woman We are not the same No, we are not the same we're not made to please people, but we are not to blame. We are not the same. No, we are not the same. We were not made to please people, but we are not to blame. Maybe I'm a little different. I might just be a little different. But what if I wanna be different? I think I like being different. Maybe I'm a little different. I might just be a little different. What if I wanna be different? I think I like being different. Differentiating ourselves We've accepted our own reflection But we like the peace behind bells We excel and righteously Differentiating ourselves We accepted our own reflection But we like the peace behind bells We excel and righteously Differentiating ourselves Be 
in, in everything that you were describing, I'm hearing too that there are the different things that change with priorities, but I don't think a lot of the times um, I've run across several instances where clients, the ones who are honed in on where they are, they're pretty good with priorities. They don't take the, uh, the time to unplug and really connect with how much you've changed because some things are a journey. We have to go through some things before we get to a space like in your example with your client, she gets to where she's 17 years with this place. She reaches this goal. Clearly she's worked hard and puts some things in a position. She's had to make some different changes within herself. You get there and then you're like, wah, wah. You know, I think it's so important to take some self-check moments. Just because you begin at a certain space with a goal in mind doesn't mean that you're going to be the exact same person by the time you reach it. And I've, I've learned for myself and even with clients, what will make certain goals feel differently is the fact that you've done some changing as a person during the process. And so now you get there. Sometimes it may be what you thought. Other times it may not be. Maybe you get it and don't even desire it anymore because you're a different person in a different way. You didn't know during the time of going to try to accomplish what you were trying to accomplish. The growth that it took for you to be able to get there actually awakened some things in you that you were not aware of along the way. So some things have changed. So I love how you describe that process and how there's so much that we have to prepare ourselves for when we're reaching a goal. But I just, I would just say, I would add to that. Don't lose sight of some of the things within you that could have changed and embrace it. It's nothing wrong with it. Not at all. Just, just respect revolution. There you go. Yeah. Respect revolution. That's it. That's it. Very interesting stuff. So then I love how you put into perspective priorities because I think that's so extremely important. I think my next question would be for you when you talk about, okay, the transition, it's all about the transitions, right? <laughs> From that one thing into the next, what would you say for someone who is at this, this point in their life where they're saying, okay, I've gone to this point, things have served me well, but now I'm ready to go to this next phase and who I am now, I know that there's going to be something required different of me in this next phase, but also too, not just from a professional standpoint, from the skill set from within, I want to make a smooth transition. What would you uh, advise someone to do that's at that middle ground where they're here, but they want to get to the next space over there, how to prepare themselves to be able to segue into that smoothly? You mentioned the first one and often the most important, which is acknowledging and accepting that what got you here won't get you there. So something new is going to be required of you. And that can be gaining a new skill set or gaining a new mindset. It's often letting go of things as we talked about. But that's the first step right there. Having that self-awareness and acknowledging, okay, this is what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to do something new to get to where I want to mm -hmm. go. And then it is, if you have a clear picture of what you want to do and it's concrete and solid you can reverse engineer a plan into that so if you mm. okay i need to go get this degree i need to go talk to these people to make connections i need to get my foot in the door here if it's one of those types of um, goals and activities you need to put a plan in place if you're like emily 
I know I want to do something different, but I don't know what. That's perfectly fine too. I would ask yourself, what gives you fulfillment? What gives you energy? Um, where are your natural inclinations? Where do people come to you for things? Are you the go-to person for something? Ask all these types of questions to try to calibrate a general direction that might be good for you. And then go seek out opportunities and good experiences. Mm-hmm. So you might not know exactly what step you want to take, but get a general direction in mind and then go seek out opportunities and go look for good experiences, even if they're not exactly pigeonholed into what you want to do exactly. It's just look for good people to be around, find people that have very similar values to Mm -hmm. you, but maybe different skill sets. So look for someone you're aligned with in values, but bring you complement each other on on different areas and skill sets. So that's always uh, a good thing to look for. And I would just ask people, you know, hey, you know, what do you think of when you see me as a leader or when you see me as a X, Y, and Z? And like we talked about before, they might give you some insight that you didn't know mm. about. You're like, oh, like you think of me like right. that? Okay, I didn't see that about myself. Like, oh, like you think I'm good at that? Okay, that comes naturally to me. I take that for granted. But now that you've said it, it's something good to keep in I mind. Like um, and so, yeah, it's just, uh, it's really exciting too. I would, a lot of people get scared um, at that juncture, that pivot point, And I understand why, but also see the, the freedom in it and see the creativity and it's the opportunity and a new open door. So I would encourage people to go in it with a little enthusiasm, a little curiosity, you you know, just open Mm. to cure. I always say, you know what? Curious, not judgmental. (laughs) Just keep that curiosity on. And, you know, I love that you brought up that point because we don't get the opportunity to receive ourselves unless you're watching a video of you or something like that. Other people do. And so anything that someone can offer you that gives you a different perspective on yourself, now you have something else to consider and a different way to work on honing a skill or um, just sharpening something within you. So I I really like that. You know, we we have to be courageous people. We have to be courageous. You talk about uh, on your website, communication. Oh, this is huge. This is so huge because there are so many of us out there who know what it is that we want, but either we don't know how to communicate it, or maybe we do know how to communicate it. But back to the piece when you talked about um, getting that space of confidence and assurity in yourself, being able to say what it is that you want and with such an authority and with such a confidence that people buy into what you believe. So tell me, what are some different tips that you would give people who struggle with being able to confidently communicate what it is that they want? That's a large topic. It's a great one. So a few things to throw out there. One, you talked about the internal piece a little bit. So maybe we can talk about the preparation. And so when you believe something, that comes out in the way you communicate. So getting getting close to that. And I know some people are like, I, I, you know, I have to fake it until I make it. And I like to translate that into faith it until you make it. So have faith that you can do it if there's a little bit of gap between um, what you think you can do oh, wait, today. And I, I want to add to that. You I love it. Faith it till you make it. I always say, why fake it till you make it when you could be it and, leave, and live free in it? Don't fake it till you make it. Be it and live free in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there might be some prep in like getting yourself, you know, there's different ways. Some people need to give them a, a pep talk. Go listen to some music. Go look at a picture that inspires you. So some of these external things can help. And then once you... Um, I, call, I heard it called a cloak of confidence. So sometimes it's you got to put that on and wear it and then like let it sink in and the feelings will come will come next. And so sometimes doing a little prep and maybe saying a few words to yourself 
um, before you go in to really ground yourself in who you are and also your intention. So how do you want to show up in this communication? How do you want to show up in this exchange? Um, what do you want this person to know, think, and feel when they're done talking to you? And perhaps do. So like if you want them to go do something, what what do I want to do or get them to do? And so all of these things can go to that. I think in terms of presentations, I work with a lot of business leaders on presentations. They're up in front of a lot of people and they get nervous. And the biggest point I can offer there is don't think in a performance mindset. Think in a communication mindset. So instead of like, I'm performing, I'm up here, I have to sing and dance and I have the spotlight on me. It's, hey, I have information that these people need or want to know about. And so my job is to just convey that as best as possible. I have something of value to share and I just need to get that to them. Um, There is the spotlight effect, which happens with everyone. Literally anyone who's listening, pay attention. You think that everyone can see every little thing you do wrong. Like, oh my gosh, my voice quivered. Oh, I stumbled there. Oh, I didn't do that transition well. No one notices, That's honestly. The, your your internal experience and the audience's external experience, you've got a lot of daylight in between those two things. So just keep that in mind. And sometimes it's a matter of turning the volume down internally, saying, hey, you know, inner critic, thank you. You're trying to look out for me, but I'm good. Thanks. That You know what? That's That's so true. We're so focused on the little bitty things that we critique ourselves about. But I, the thing that really helped me when it comes to public speaking and presenting and things like that, people don't know what I have prepared. They're just going to receive <laughs> what I give them, <laughs> you know? So yes. they're not going to catch what I know is a mistake because they don't know what I'm presenting. They don't know that that's a mistake, you know? And so once I was able to really just not take myself so seriously, oh my God, once I yes. lightened up and just really started to have fun with it because listen as you can tell Emily I can be kind of quirky you know the last thing I want to be is in a situation where I'm supposed to be all refined and stuff talk about a fail that's not gonna work <laughs> but, <laughs> and people can pick up on though I mean Tara Lynn, you mentioned that if you're not being authentic people can pick yeah. up on that I mean consciously subconsciously they know something's not congruent they know something's not quite right so you know be yourself and if yourself missed an entire paragraph of your prepared speech roll with it because no one knows that happened and you're fine with it they don't know (laughs) they have no clue i love this so something that i know is super huge and i listen for those of you listening and watching i know when we talk about this yes we have been watching you we're in your closet we know you do this time management oh man I mean, we are in such a distracted day and age with the social media. And then you have people who even before social media struggle with procrastination. Now, before we get into time management, I will say, and this is just my belief about procrastination. I think that procrastination is directly connected to, it's a byproduct of fear. A lot of the times when Mm. we don't know what to do, how to do it, we start overthinking it, then we'll put it to the side. We'll try to come back around to it. But think about all of the times that uh, you had something that you wanted to do and you're confident ready to go execute done okay there was no procrastination because you felt like it was something that you could handle so I'm not saying that that's true for every situation I know that in a lot of the situations when I'm working with clients I've learned that procrastination comes from doubt comes from fear comes from them not knowing how to navigate what they're navigating so then you I know that time management is a huge piece in executing anything and especially when we're talking about consistency how do you help people to maximize their time and to really be able to identify when they're wasting a lot of time. Mm. 
Yeah, going from managing time to mastering time is a really good skill to have. So there's two things. There's so many, so much you can say about this. But two things that I would say. One, I'll give a tactical approach because people like、yeah. those. Formulate mini habits, and a mini habit is something so small that you go, "Oh my gosh, of course I can do that. That's so easy." And so, for instance, if you're like, "I want to read more. I, I want to read more books and and get more information." Great. I don't have time. Your mini habit might be reading one page a day, and you're like, "Okay, I can I can read one page a day. I can take thirty seconds, and that's that's totally doable." And that's your that's your goal. And maybe you put a calendar up and you mark that down. So if you read one. Page a day, you won. Check green check mark, gold star. You accomplish that goal. Very often, you will read one page, and then you will read more、yep. pages, and so you will get that added benefit of okay, I've started this activity, and I'll read a few more. But importantly, if you only read one, you still met your goal. And so, build those mini habits. Put it, you know, on a wall or or visualize it or on your phone or whatever, and just try that for thirty days and see how it goes for you. So that's one thing.、And、the second big thing I like to offer is playing to your strengths,、mm. and this is about mastering your time. So you said I procrastinate because I'm scared, and you know it might be hard, and it's it's drudgery, and I don't like this work. So know your strengths, know your areas of strengths where you lose time. You're in flow. I could do this forever. I could do this without getting paid. Those types of activities. And try to structure your work around those things.、Um, if we do things that are just resistance, there's a lot of friction. Like I have to drag myself through this. It not only wastes the time, but when we get to the things that we are good at, we're already worn out. And so we've kind of double stacked that against ourselves. And so really try to delegate or automate or、um, you know structure your your time and day so you can do the things in your area of strength, your your peak performance. So those are the two things: mini habit, and then play to your strength because you can master your time, and that's. And those are really good, and those are doable. Those are so doable.、Mm-hmm. Those are things where just you hear this and you're like, "Ooh, I could try that today." And so I, I really, really appreciate that. You, here's what I want to know because clearly you're a woman who sees the big picture. Clearly, clearly, clearly. <laughs> so, what is the next big thing that Emily has in mind for taking clients to the next level? What's that one thing that、um, you're ready to try and tackle now that maybe you didn't think you could have done before? Now,、hmm, that's a good question. Let me think、mm-hmm. about that. <laughs> I think just being, you know, my scope of I want to help this many people or I want to help this type of person. I think I'll take my own advice from the top of this show, which is expand that. I'm at about forty percent. So Emily, you know, 10x it, expand it, and、um, you know, I want to work with you know top leaders or or different people that I haven't even thought of yet. So expanding my thinking, I think, is the biggest biggest one. And I still have a little bit of that、um, nagging imposter syndrome sometimes.、Sure. So like, bam, like get that get that out of here、um, and really stay focused. I like the analogy of when you're driving the car, your windshield is is big. And your rearview mirror is tiny, so where you're going is much more important than what's behind you. And so I've got some of those things. So to take myself to the next level, it's just keep my sight line up and out, and and make that really big, and call in the people that、um, are going to be right for me, and I'm going to be the best coach for. And so I love being on podcasts like this,、um, get to spend time with you, but also hopefully I'm you know reaching people and giving them just a word of encouragement or a piece of advice they can take away. And,、uh, and or calling in 
someone to, you know, maybe not now, but in the future, be a, a coaching client or connect with those people. So I love, I love all of that. Absolutely. And listen, that's what it's all about. I can guarantee you <laughs> that you have some people that will be listening and saying, you know what? Next, the next level awaits for me. And Emily has next level coaching. I need to, con- I need to connect with her. I need to call her. <laughs> Absolutely. Emily, I mean, so many nuggets, just so much to take away from this and just effortlessly, you just flow. You can tell you're in your area of gifting. It's so exciting to experience. And I just want to thank you for being obedient and putting yourself out there so that people can get just some tidbits of your gifting and and transform in the process. You cannot leave here without letting people know how to connect to you. (laughs) Uh, The best place is my website. So it's nextlevel.coach, nextlevel, all one word, dot coach. I'm also on social media. Twitter is my big one. So nextlevelemily. Um, we mentioned a few concepts from my book. So if you're like, hey, I don't want to reach out, but I'd love to hear more about these frameworks and strategies. It's called Hacking Executive Leadership. It has tips and tricks and frameworks for leaders, but also just for anyone living life. Um, but those are the best ways to connect with me. And I'd love to I'd love to hear from anyone uh, from this show. Please mention, please mention you came from the show. Absolutely. And for everyone who's uh, listening, if you didn't have the opportunity to catch all of that, thegrindofine.com, click right under the show. You'll have links that'll take you directly to Emily and all of her uh, amazing things that she does. Again, thank you so much, my sister. Abundant blessings to you. Emily, do you think I might be able to get you back at some point in time? Absolutely. You're uh, Honestly, I've done a whole bunch of these, and I'm not just saying this because you're right in front of me. You've been a very gracious host, and uh, I love the energy, and I love what you bring to your listeners and to your guests. So absolutely, I would be uh, honored and, and privileged to be back on your show anytime. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, well, from the moment that we talk, I, we talk, uh, we spoke the first time, I was like, right. oh, yeah, this is going to be good. <laughs> this is going to be I had tons of questions. So I, I just thank you for being so gracious and just just answering everything. You, you've given so much just for me experiencing you during this interview. Rarely am I in a situation where I feel like I leave something and I have things that I can practically apply right now. I feel like there's so much to practically apply right now. So I want to thank you so much for that. And I look forward to us connecting again soon. Yes, ma'am. Well, that is it for content today. If you haven't already, log on to thegrindtofind.com and click on feed to follow me that's for that plain tea but if you want a little something extra special like the behind the scenes with the podcast right here as well as everything that's going on with terrylamichelle.com and the information on other places where you'll be able to see me throughout this year you're definitely going to want to join the list and keep in mind the grind to find is everywhere you can find podcasts. I don't care if it's Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, whatever your flavor. Make sure you click that notification bell so you can be updated when I upload. In the meantime, in between time, go into your weekend and the coming week knowing that if your steps are aligned with God in a way, it's already one and done, y'all. The game is rigged in our favor. So believe it, walk into it, own it, and it shall be yours no matter what always define your grind and never let the grind define you. Until next time, Terrell and Michelle here. Peace and abundant blessings. Mm-hmm.